Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and very excited to have with me today, and I'm going to let her say her name because she says it much more beautifully than I do. Thank you, Terry. So it's Petya Kolibova. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored. Absolutely. Well, again, we talked for just a second before I hit record, and I love the work you're doing, and I feel honored as well to have you here on the Healing Place podcast to, to join me today. And we're going to talk about, um, yeah, some really awesome stuff as far as you are a women's transformation coach, but inspired by Louise Hay, which we have that connection because I am also inspired by Louise mm-hmm. Hay. I'm a huge Dr. Wayne Dyer fan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole Hay family. <laughs> yes, the whole Hay house family. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so tell, tell everybody what it is that you do in the world. Absolutely. It's so fascinating. You know, people, they look at me now and, and you too, like you admitted, like, oh, I've been stalking you. I was looking at your <laughs> website and I like who you're being. And you know, the the fascinating thing when people look at me now, what they see, it's like this fulfilled podcaster, five-figure months, being in loving relationship. Um, I, I just love my clients. I only work with my soulmate clients. I have a team of 10 amazing people who are helping me grow and make a bigger impact. But that's now, you know, and and let's not even mention my retreats in Bali when we can travel, right? And women's weekends and live events and podcast, TV show, everything now it's beautiful. Yet people, when they see me, they don't see the past. They don't see the darkness. You know, I, I don't know about you, Terry, but when I look at people, the people who are really shining the brightest, it's because they know the darkness and they are not open to go back into that. Because once you see the light, once you taste it, like there is no way you can just shrinking, go back to the place, go back to the box, right? So for me, the healing journey, it took almost over, over three decades, when I'm like really being honest, it was over three decades and it involved attempts of suicide, mental and physical abuse by my stepfather, eating disorder, toxic relationships, and really see myself as very unworthy, unworthy of love, unworthy of being here. And, um, I, I figured it out throughout my healing journey that it also sprouted not only in my stepfather, but also my mom. I was an accident, right? My mom was dating my dad for two years. Then the first time they've been together, she gets pregnant with me. So my whole life in my, in my back of my mind, I was thinking I should not be here. Oh. I'm an accident. I don't matter. 
her life would be better if I'm not here. So that's how I behaved. And that's the people and relationships I was attracting. So it wasn't up until almost when I was 30, when I realized, oh my gosh, if I will keep going this pace, the, the second attempt of suicide, nobody will find me on time. And that was when I discovered Louise Hay and she literally saved my life. Yes. And, and Louise Hay, for those who are unfamiliar, is the um, You Can Heal Your Life philosophies. Yeah. Um, she wrote a great book titled that. Um, and yeah, and just the power of, I, I practice positive affirmations, which is a big part of her teachings. Um, and that's part of what I've utilized on, on my own healing journey as well. Absolutely. Positive affirmations. You know, it uh, what really shook me to my core when I found Louise Hay. And, and I know you know the phrase, go to the mirror and say, I love you. I really, really love you. I didn't even bother Terry. I didn't even pick up my booty to go to look into the mirror because I didn't love myself. I didn't even like to myself. And that was the moment when I'm like, wait a moment. I want everybody to love me. I want everybody to validate me while I'm not doing it to myself. So that was like a big aha moment. And that was the start of my journey of a decade to get where I am today. And I really wouldn't change it for a world. Of course, there is a pain, there is a suffering, but I truly believe that Yes, you can feel fulfilled and joyful and you don't need to experience trauma and suffering. But when we do, when we do, we are so much more compassionate, loving, nurturing. I have just so much, I have just so much love for my clients and for life and for myself now. I would never believe that. But if I wouldn't know what does it be like, I literally hated my body. I was hurting my body. And it's just, I wouldn't be able to connect so deeply. I am deeply listening. I'm deeply loving. And I was, I was being told I'm too good. I'm too emotional. Like people will take advantage of me. Don't be so good with people. And the thing is that in the back of my mind, I was always saying like, no, 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 the right people will appreciate it. The right people will really like know that this is good. So it, it was like coming back home. It was coming back home when I realized that I came here to be me. And that is my purpose. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I apologize. I, I to so meant to tell you beforehand, and I'll edit this out, that my therapy dog, Sammy, is in the office with me. I love dogs. <laughs> and I want to pet him. Mine, it's like with her, with her daddy in the office. But I am... So like dog lover, like Terry, like you and me, we are like soul sisters. I know, I was just going to say, you have dog sisters. <laughs> hey house, I just love it. And I have a hummingbird here. I should, I, I wish I could show you, but right behind the screen, it's my window and I have a hummingbird either oh. and they keep flying in and out. So that's so beautiful. I love it. Well, she'll settle back down in just a second, but there she goes. Now she laid down. So, so if you see Sammy's head pop up, just know that that's her saying hello. Yeah, I, I love dogs. So she can be popping however she wants. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll dive back into where we were. So, so what you were just saying was beautiful because, um, yeah, I know along my own healing journey, it took I, I experienced severe panic attacks for 25 years and it was because I was so afraid to go back into that darkness. Mm -hmm. But 
as I discovered, I had to go back into it in order to heal it, in order to shine the light onto it. Um, it just had to be done. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's so fascinating. I compare it like I did a Bali retreat last year and I was spoken with one attendee because we were doing like inner child healing meditation. And she was like, right before the meditation, she was like, I cannot remember anything from my childhood. My childhood is fine. Nothing like terrible happened. I'm like, okay, okay, let's just do that. We did the meditation she ended up crying. She realized that she felt like unloved by her father because he wasn't tackling her in bed at night, you know, and oh. how simple is that? Right. But, but like the impact it has, the deep impact. And I'm so happy we did that because I was able to guide her back, talk with her dad. I mean, just in, you know, like visualization, tell her how she felt, made a peace with him. And he got couple months ago cancer and she went back to see him because he's in Europe. But the thing is that their relationship healed before he got sick. Like it's, it's so powerful because I always think about it like this analogy of, you know, how in the scary movies, they put like the old broken house, everybody's scared to even walk around. So I feel like sometimes our past, it's like this, horrible old house, right? We are so scared to go there, yet we know there is a room and there is something in for us that we really need to grab to heal, to really be able, like you said, shine our light. So we go back the first time, you're like almost breathless, like you are scared of your life, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? You're contracting, it doesn't feel good, it's uncomfortable. You can even experience like physical pain because it's so scary, right? But right. then you go to the room and you realize, okay, nobody like cut my head off or whatever, you know, like I am, I am, I'm okay, everything is okay, this is good. So the next time when you go back, you know, like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but it's not terrifying. This is what it is like going back to our past. And for each of us is different. You cannot force it. Sometimes I have a breakthroughs after just one session. I even do with my clients who are not yet open or able to commit to three months coaching with me. I have a 90 minute session that it's breakthrough session. You experience such a deep healing after just one session because if you're ready we can really go there but you get to be open and willing because like you said it, it's scary it's uncomfortable but without going back and healing the past you cannot move forward not in a fulfilled and joyful way right well and that's why i love you're doing work with childhood trauma because again People think, oh, it, I, I'm not carrying that around with me. Or as my mom, who's 84 and celebrating one year sober today, she had always told me, oh, Terry, it's the past. Just let it go. Just let it go. I don't, you know, I've forgiven people. I just let it go. Well, it wasn't until a year ago when she started finally doing her own healing work for her childhood trauma wow. that she was finally able to stop using alcohol for self-medication in 83. Wow. In Terry, <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because that's so powerful when we realize it's never too late. Yes. Ever. My yeah. grandma is 77. So we're still walking on the, working on the forgiveness part. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard, you know. I mean, it took her it, when all of this started to surface for her, and she started finally talking to a psychiatrist and um, started opening up to me about her childhood. That um, yes, she had to do some forgiving work that she thought she had done mm. um, by just saying, you know, oh Jesus said so. I, I you know I forgave them, but mm. she really had to go back and do yeah. some serious work, and it it was beautiful. <laughs> It's so inspiring, really. And you know, also what I noticed on my journey, and, and please share with me, how did you experience this on your journey? But when I started this journey, I'm like, okay, I hear about the forgiveness work. Let me just write forgiving letter and burn it out and we're done, right? Yes. I did it so many times that I'm like, I'm still angry. I am still frustrated. And like the people who hurt me, cheated on me or lied to me, they, they're okay. And I'm here like upset. Sad. but what I created I in like I just had a download I get the best ideas like in shower or when I'm in nature so I just get this inspired idea download of forgiveness framework and Terry just if, if you want to just email me or give your listeners my email Petya uh, hello at petiakolibova.com. I can just send you, it's just a beautiful, simple spreadsheet of forgiveness framework. And what's different about it, it's not just like forgiveness letter. It's like step-by-step process where you start with the appreciation and gratitude because when we try to forgive someone, what do we do? Blame, show, like you were so-and-so and you did this and this and this. So what energy you're starting the letter with anger and frustration and you are putting it on the paper and think you will feel better but when you can take a step back and look at that person what can you appreciate about them what is the gift in that situation and when I created this forgiveness letter it was actually for my mom (laughs) it was for my mom because to forgive my stepfather who was physically and mentally abusive and who kind of, I don't want to say like started, but who kind of like inspired me into the eating disorder, the way he was treating me when I was 11 years old. I could forgive him easier because I'm like, he didn't know any better. He adopted me, you know? I mean, they got married with my mom. So I was like a stepdaughter and he just had no experience with kids. He was young and this is how he was raised, physically abused and put down. So of course, he's just like carrying it through the generation. But to my mom who was witnessing it and she was just putting things under the rug, I could not because I'm like, I don't have babies yet. We are planning next year. I don't have them yet, but I see it with my family, with my grandma. She's my angel, literally. And uh, I, I would just like mama bear, like don't get in the way of my family and friends. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't get it. So I get to create this forgiveness framework for my mom. So first was appreciation. Then it was sharing the things, how I was feeling. I didn't say you this, 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 this. I said, this is how I feel. And then I was appreciating her childhood. Like really looking at, I see now that you two were going through this and this and you must have been scared. And I know, you know, that it must be confusing for you. So it was really acknowledging it. And then it's continuing into me parenting my mom, seeing her as the little girl and telling her the things that I needed to hear. 
when I was growing up. So it's really like this blend of the energies. And, you know, there are a few other steps, but when you finish this, you are feeling lighter and you're feeling filled with love instead of being frustrated and angry and burned the leather and now what? Right. Right. And it's so true because I love what you just, you just added an extra piece that I hadn't done yet, which was the appreciation part of it. I love the way you worded that because I did the letters of appreciation and burned them. And when I first started, it was that angry and I would just have to keep adding and burning and adding and burning and keep adding more and more. But then I, I, I practiced Ho'oponopono Hawaiian healing and some other healing modalities that I then incorporated into these. And so then I started saying, you know what, I'm going to write these letters from a place of looking at uh, not taking my own needs into consideration, but the needs of the person needing forgiveness. And so that was an approach. And I love what you just said about appreciation. That's a beautiful a beautiful point thank you because i love starting with it's i feel like where we start we can always up level right so even when i do my coaching clients one-on-one i always start with what would you love to celebrate what are your wins share with me something that felt good because it's so easy it's like they jump on a call and it's like, oh, this happened in the work and my kids and blah. I'm like, okay, let's take a deep breath. What can we celebrate before we dive deep, right? Because it's so easy to get on the on and on and on. This is what I want to change. This is what doesn't feel good. This is what doesn't feel right. But when we can start with the appreciation and the things that feel good, and I don't care what felt good in the morning was just the sunshine on your face or right. your favorite coffee mug there is always things to appreciate and um when we start with that anything we're doing like today we started together and we appreciated each other and i appreciated your angels and your energy and your smile like don't you and and it's genuine it's not like let me pick something good so it feels good no if you genuinely appreciate something people can feel your energy And if we like it or not, energies are contagious. So you got to be the one who is worth of spreading. Yes. Amen. And hallelujah. I mean, (laughs) it's it's so true. You just, there is no faking joy. It's just, it's something you radiate. It's something that, um, and and it does have an impact on others. It's very powerful. So beautiful. So one of the things that I had seen when I stalked your website. (laughs) I love it. Pairing feminine flow with strategic planning. So talk about, if you would, just feminine flow. What is that? Oh my goodness. So when you see me today, right? Like I have a beautiful, you cannot see it. You just see like top of my head, but I have like a beautiful feminine dress. I have my hair down. And even if you cannot see me and you can just hear my voice, it's soothing. It's relaxed. It's like, you know, it's just, you know, feel good, feel good voice. If you would see me five years ago, it was none of this, none of this, because um, let's go back when I was seven, eight years old. I have a little baby brother, half brother, and every Saturday we would be cleaning the house. We had a beautiful big house. We were cleaning that. My brother, it's around three years old, so he doesn't do much cleaning, right? And So that Saturday morning, my mom, my dad, and my brother are watching cartoons, and I'm meant to be cleaning. 
I created a story and the meaning that I gave it, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, and I have to be always doing things so I deserve love. Three decades later, hustler, working hard. I had four jobs, Terry, four jobs to maintain my ex-boyfriend who was, how do you say it nice way, seeing some other girls. <laughs> and I was like maintaining his two mortgages. Wow. Because I wanted to be loved, right? Yeah. So I was very much tapped into the masculine energy. And I was the provider. I was the protector. I was the one who was fixing. I was the one who was like strategic and planning and like doing, you know. So I, I wasn't open to receiving. So when I say feminine, feminine, it's receiving, it's soft. It's like a beautiful river. You know, it's strong. It's not weak. It's strong. It gives life. That's how I see feminine energy. Like we are, oh, I'm like getting excited here with the mic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when you see that, like the river, when it flows, look around, it's filled with life because it's flowing. It's flow. Yeah. And it was Three years ago, when I hired a mentor, I had several before and after, and I work now with two mentors. I truly believe in a power of mentorship. And so my mentor back then told me to create a core values, right? So I created my core values because I heard of it before. I've never done it before. Listeners can do it. Again, you can email me for beautiful worksheets. I just love everything beautiful. So pretty worksheets, but it's so easy. You can just do it. Take a piece of paper, divide it into on one side. You will write down the things you don't stand for. I don't like the word like hate, but what you don't stand for. And on the other side, opposite of that thing, what do you do stand for? So just to give you an example, I don't stand for hate. I stand for love. I don't stand for cheating. I stand for loyalty, right? I don't stand for being cheap. I stand for being generous. You go back and forth. And then take a highlighter or different color pen on, on the side of what you do stand for. Highlight three things. Those are your core values. For me, it was generosity, loyalty, always growing. And the next one would be integrity. But it kind of goes with the, you know, I'm overachiever. I did 30 and 4, but 20 and 3, it's perfect, okay? So when I did that, it's, it's good to do exercises, but what do you do about it, right? Once it's done, you close your journal and you're done and nothing changes in your life. You get to take an inventory of your life. So the first thing you do when you have those three core values, I want you to write it on a piece of paper, put it on the mirror, put it in your bathroom, put it in your um, bedroom, put it in your wallet. You get to see that. It's like reconditioning yourself to knowing what you stand for. So Terry, when I did that exercise three years ago, I looked at my life, look at the core values, and it was like, I look at my relationship, my business. I used to have social media marketing business. So again, masculine doing, going, chasing, right? Right. And so I, I, I took the inventory looking at those. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And I'm like, Petia, what are you doing? I realized that even though, yes, I was on my journey for so many years, I was still people-pleasing making everybody happy. I lost myself in every relationship. After four years being in committed relationship, I found I was the only one committed because my partner was sleeping with somebody else for three years. I, I'm just like, I can't, you know, it's, it, but it was like almost always happening. 
And I didn't want to buy in the story that all men cheats. That's what I heard. I was like, I don't believe that. I don't. I'm not buying into that. So I took the inventory. I let go of my five-year relationship. I let go of my social media marketing business. Let go of my one-on-one coaching clients. And I'm like, okay, and now no more settling. Loyalty, integrity, always growing. Loyalty, it's like you have to have it or you're not in my life. And if we don't have the same values, it's okay. But it just means that you're not going to be in my inner circle. Yeah. But it w- we will still respect each other. Maybe for you, it's family. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's freedom. But you see, they're very interconnected. But if your, for example, values are money and adventure and taking advantage of others or you know, like growing for yourself, then like we have nothing to talk about. And it's not because you're a bad person. We're just on different paths. But this exercise, Terry, changed my life. Changed my life. So simple, yet when applied, you can go back. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you. I mean, I I had never heard of the that feminine flow before. And I think that's yeah. absolutely beautiful. I love the visual of the river. Um, yes, yes, it, it is, you know, because once I realized my core values, I realized that I was just forcing things. I was pushing things. And I I miss being that little girl, you know, I miss just playing around. And I started to allow myself a little things just here and there for her to appear. For example, there was like a sprinkles in a park. You know, I just run into them and I feel like a rebel, you know, like everybody's like walking there seriously with their dogs, kids playing and Pythia, it's running around. Right. (laughs) And then I gave myself permission to wear what feels good for me, not what I think I should. And I started to give myself more and more permission. And I started to, you know, study love of attraction, manifestation, Abraham Hicks. It's just like every day in my head and many other books from Dr. Wayne Dyer and Joe Dispenza. It's just mind blowing the teachers we have nowadays. Right. So I started to study that. And then what I started to notice is when I surrender, when I let go, when I open to receive, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like the universe just hugs you. Yes. And it's like yes. you're in my arms and it's like, really just relax. I love you. And that's when I allowed myself to be in the flow three years ago, three years ago. And it was like getting, of course, it's a work, not work. Like you got to do the work, but it's like, it's a progress. It's a process that we go through. But now what I was able to create, it's truly abundance. I attracted the love of my life who treats me every single day like a queen. I never experienced love and support and cherishing like that before. I attracted my soulmate clients. I have incredible team. And it's not through the hard work and hustle, really. That's why I love pairing the feminine flow. That's the receiving. That's the loving. That's the nurturing. That's the self-care. That's the 
you know, like this, this motherly energy, you know, it's, it's the allowing. And then I pair it with the, with the strategic planning, because the thing it's like, okay, now you're in the flow, you're feeling beautiful, you're feeling amazing, and you're feeling amazing in your own home or office. How will you impact the people out there? So I help my clients to yes, get into their feminine flow because that's the receptive mode of how to receive how to allow how to be how to be playing with the universe it doesn't have to be like where's my stuff where's my stuff like i was praying yesterday night and this morning it still didn't come where is it it's not that it's like allowing trusting and having fun because when i'm having fun when i disconnect like today i it's so funny i find myself worked up with Outside things I cannot control, the traffic, wearing the mask that those masks don't do anything, the ones that we're meant to be wearing, you know, and like long lines, it's 110 degrees right now in Las Vegas, and you have to be waiting outside in the line to get into the store. So I was getting like, oh, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to go in the downward spiral, right? What can I do? How can I soothe myself? I went to the pet store. I went to the pet store and I bought like a bird bath um, and I was talking to the bird there and oh. this, it worked, yeah. you know? So how can you soothe yourself instead of forcing and being like the, Ugh, you know? So that's how I really pair the feminine flow with strategic steps because it's good that you're feeling good, but I'm working only with women who wants to change the world. And sometimes changing the world just means being conscious mom. And it's fine. Yeah. Because when you're doing good, when you're feeling good, then you're more patient with your kids. Then you don't want to throw them from the window because they're yelling and running around like crazy. I have many single moms or, you know, moms or it's just um, like sometimes they're like, yeah, what do I do? I'm like, I'm not a mommy yet. And, you know, so it's your inner world. It's going to reflect on the outside if you like it or not. And when you can ease into the feminine, when you can really trust, I see it in, in dozens of my clients when they surrender, when they ease in, when they, most of my clients, they cannot even accept compliment. Yeah. They cannot receive a compliment. It's like, oh no, it's not a big deal. Oh, no. I'm like, no, take a deep breath and say, thank you. That's it. Yeah. It's it's so challenging for so many women. And that's the feminine. That's the receiving. That's the receptive. That's the openness. Just we were born, our bodies are born to receive, right? So when we can tap back into that, then you can see clearly why you're here, what you're meant to do, what you're meant to do will change as you change. So it's okay. Sometimes I see women like struggling, like, what is my one thing? I was like, good luck if you want to fit me in any box. <laughs> right. I just said that yesterday to somebody. Don't try to put me in a box because I don't fit in one. So mm, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So anything else that you wanted to tap upon before we closed out? You know, um, one thing that I, uh, I created a mantra when I was on my journey that really, really helped me along that I would love to share. And that's you're perfectly made for your purpose. Very often we're trying to change or we're trying to do the things that we're told to do. But when you realize that exactly as you are, the way you speak, the way you look, the way you feel, you're perfectly made for your purpose everything else will become so much easier in your life. So please just remember that. 
Wow, that is powerful and beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I, I truly believe that it all comes back to feeling worthy. You know, I also created like many course because I wanted everyone to put their hands on it because I truly feel that when we feel worthy, everything else is easier. The healing, the opportunities, when you don't feel worthy, nothing else will work in your life. Not even the healing because then you don't feel deserving. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. You're perfectly made for your purpose. Made for your purpose. I'm going to use that. I love Please it. Please do. Please yeah. do. Thank you. All for you. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So how do people get a hold of you? Where do they find you? So my favorite place, it's on Instagram. I'm always there. You know, for those who are not using Instagram, you can join my free Facebook group, uh, Unapologetically Abundant Women, or just check out my website. You know, you enjoyed it. Everything is there. My freebie is there. My mini course is there. My blog post. And it's just my name, Petya Kolebova. And I know Tara will spell it for you because you're like, what? What? Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes, I will have it on the YouTube video. I will have the have your website down below and then I'll put it in the show notes on the audio so everybody can have a link to it. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Terry. I just love your energy. Your questions were absolutely soul shifting and, and I'm really excited to see how our journeys can keep interconnecting because like, I'm like, I just want my new soul sister. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so true. And as you talked a couple of times that I was like, oh my gosh, that's another thing. My dad would wake us up on Saturday mornings, my, me and my little sister, and we would have to clean and clean and clean. And we couldn't watch cartoons until we cleaned. Oh. And so I was so there with you cleaning in oh our, my our apartment on a Saturday morning. And I so wanted to be watching Scooby-Doo or whatever yeah. was on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You see, it's, it's like, what are the odds, right? Like right. Saturday morning cleaning, not being able to watch cartoons. I oh. love that. Oh Eric. my gosh. I was Thank just you. like, my heart was connecting with you in that moment. Oh. So I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you again for being here and the beautiful work you do in the world and shining your light. It's just beautiful. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate you and your work. Oh, thank you so much. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.